Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. January 30th, 1882. Franklin D. Roosevelt is born at Hyde Park, New York. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. He was the only child of an older father and the most attentive of mothers. A scion of a great political family, Franklin Delano Roosevelt would become the most influential American president since Lincoln, fundamentally changing the relationship of the people to their government and defending liberty worldwide in an hour of terrible danger. His achievement was not only political, but spiritual. He affirmed faith in democracy when forces conspired to assert autocracy in America and abroad. To mark the anniversary of his birth, here is part of what Winston Churchill said of FDR after the president died at the strikingly young age of 63 in 1945. I conceived an admiration for him as a statesman, a man of affairs, and a war leader. I felt the utmost confidence in his upright, inspiring character and outlook and a personal regard, affection, I must say, for him beyond my power to express today. His love of his own country, his respect for its constitution, his power of gauging the tides and currents of its mobile public opinion were always evident, but added to these were the beatings of that generous heart, which was always stirred to anger and to action by spectacles of aggression and oppression by the strong against the weak. It is indeed a loss, a bitter loss to humanity, that those heartbeats are stilled forever. President Roosevelt's physical affliction lay heavily upon him. It was a marvel that he bore up against it through all the many years of tumult and storm. Not one man in ten millions, stricken and crippled as he was, would have attempted to plunge into a life of physical and mental exertion and of hard, ceaseless political controversy. Not one in 10 millions would have tried. Not one in a generation would have succeeded, not only in entering this sphere, not only in acting vehemently in it, but in becoming indisputable master of the scene. In this extraordinary effort of the spirit over the flesh, the willpower over physical infirmity, he was inspired and sustained by that noble woman, his devoted wife, whose high ideals marched with his own and to whom the deep and respectful sympathy of the House of Commons flows out today in all fullness. There is no doubt that the President foresaw the great dangers closing in upon the pre-war world with far more prescience than most well-informed people on either side of the Atlantic, and that he urged forward with all his power such precautionary military preparations as peacetime opinion in the United States could be brought to accept. There never was a moment's doubt as the quarrel opened upon which side his sympathies lay. When death came suddenly upon him, he had finished his mail. That portion of his day's work was done. As the saying goes, he died in harness, and we may well say in battle harness. Like his soldiers, sailors, and airmen, who side by side with ours are carrying on their task to the end all over the world. What an enviable death was his. He had brought his country through the worst of its perils and the heaviest of its toils. 
Victory had cast its sure and steady beam upon him. He had broadened and stabilized in the days of peace the foundations of American life and union. In war he had raised the strength, might, and glory of the great republic to a height never attained by any nation in history. With her left hand she was leading the advance of the conquering Allied armies into the heart of Germany, and with her right, on the other side of the globe, she was irresistibly and swiftly breaking up the power of Japan. And all the time, ships, munitions, supplies, and food of every kind were aiding on a gigantic scale her allies, great and small, in the course of the long struggle. But all this was no more than worldly power and grandeur. Had it not been that the causes of human freedom and of social justice to which so much of his life had been given added a luster to all this power and pomp and warlike might, a luster which will long be discernible among men. He has left behind him a band of resolute and able men, handling the numerous interrelated parts of the vast American war machine. He has left a successor who comes forward with firm step and sure conviction to carry on the task to its appointed end. For us, it remains only to say that in Franklin Roosevelt there died the greatest American friend we have ever known and the greatest champion of freedom who has ever brought help and comfort from the new world to the old. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge, Margot Gray, and Chris Basil. Production assistance by Andy Jaskowitz and Adam Macias. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.